If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites according to a recent Indeed survey. With Indeed, everything hiring is all in one place and it makes it so easy. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences each day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. The more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join the more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Indeed.com slash podcast. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hello and welcome to the Fangirls Podcast, a place for fun, fandoms, friendships, and most importantly, fangirling. I'm Julie, and with me today is our friend and special correspondent, Amanda. Welcome back, friend. Hey, everyone. Happy to be back. Well, it is Bad Witch O'Clock, and that can only mean one thing. We are most definitely talking about Hocus Pocus 2 today. I am so excited. This has been a long time coming. I just remember when they first announced this was a thing that was coming to TV screens everywhere. I was very excited because the expectations were through the roof. I mean, I just remember this movie as a kid, the original, and nothing has ever topped this for me outside of Harry Potter, especially around Halloween time. So when they announced that they were doing a sequel, my first thought was, thank God these women lived through the pandemic. I didn't have expectations for the rest of the cast. So everything that was announced gradually after that, I was like, oh, okay, Billy Butcherson. All right, I'll take it and we'll see where it goes. But the main three are there, the Sanderson sisters. All right, I'm in. (laughs) With that being said, Amanda, give us your synopsis. All right, here we go. Hocus Pocus 2 is the highly anticipated sequel to the 1993 classic Hocus Pocus. Once again, the black flame candle has been lit, this time by a group of young friends obsessed with witches and magic. The sisters are brought back to modern times, and although much has changed in the last 29 years, that doesn't stop them from running amok, amok, amok. Would it be Hocus Pocus without Sarah Jessica Parker, Bette Midler, and Kathy Najimy? That would be such a hard sell, right? I don't think I would even attempt to watch it without the three of them. They are so iconic. Literally, the original Hocus Pocus has probably made me the fangirl that I am today. When I first saw it, I was probably, I don't know, two to three years old. It came out a year after I was born. So, you know, whatever was playing on Disney Channel, I was watching. (laughs) It was on every Halloween like clockwork. And it led me into the things that I love most today, like Harry Potter and anything spooky. Like this was the start of it all for me. They just set the bar so high. And I just remember, gosh, I was like in my mid 20s and my sister and I did a random Target run and she was like, Hocus Pocus is on sale for five bucks. I never buy DVDs, but I'll buy it. Mm -hmm. This is like a staple to add to your collection. With so much time having passed, do you think multiple generations can enjoy both movies now, both the the original and the sequel? 
that for me, I feel like is a little complex because the first one, I think, like we've said, has set the bar so very high. It's so ingrained in our culture as a whole. Yes. I don't think anything could live up to it. Okay. That being said, I did watch this movie with my younger cousin, Lily, and watching her meet the Sanderson sisters kind of the same age that I was when I first met them, it absolutely bridged that gap. And Lily's watched the first one too, right? Yes. We watched it the day before the second one premiered just to make sure that she had all of that information that she needed. I think like all of us, she understands that Bette Midler is a legend and icon and star. (laughs) And she definitely wants to be here for Halloween. We're already planning our costumes. I'm thrilled. She just, she adored this movie. And I definitely see us watching it several more times this season. Good, good, good. I love that. Well, we're about to spill some tea. This is the part of the show where we spill the tea. That means spoilers. So if you have not watched Hocus Pocus 2, now is your chance to pause and go watch it. Otherwise, enjoy the spoilers, my friends. This movie, I saw a lot of critics come swinging and I understand it. I do. There were a handful of cheesy moments that I definitely could have done without. But in your honest opinion, was there anything about this film that wasn't your cup of tea? So I have several hot takes with this one, but I kind of side with the critics, unfortunately. Okay. I feel like when it comes to sequels, it's really difficult to live up to originals. There's very few sequels that do that. And I think while overall, maybe the movie wasn't my cup of tea, I think the three main actresses, Bette Midler, Kathy Najimy, and Sarah Jessica Parker are phenomenal at what they do. They completely embody the Sanderson sisters and they were perfect for me. Nothing detracted from them as the Sanderson sisters at all. Okay, good. That being said, what was your least favorite scene? (laughs) In the original film, the Sanderson sisters are obviously legends. People you know, don't even know if they're real or not. Their story is, has been told so many times over. And when you meet them, you're terrified of them. They're very scary people. They're trying to eat you. In this one, it was like being understanding and they knew <laughs> certain terms that there's no way they would know what a selfie is. They're not just going to casually take a picture with somebody in the Walgreens. And I thought that was a little overkill okay. for me. Cassie's boyfriend? Oh, don't get me started on Cassie's boyfriend. He was totally he useless. Remove he, him. Get rid of him. You do not need that in there. Him and the person who played the reverend, but also the mayor. I thought he was great as the reverend, but mm-hmm. as the mayor, it was just really overacted to the point where it was distracting. Okay. Same with Cassie's boyfriend. I could have done without them because you don't really need them for the comic relief. The Sanderson sisters are funny. Yes. There was also this guy who kept interrupting Gilbert while he was doing his monologues. And I was like, what are you doing? Stop interrupting. This is pointless. And then they make a point of telling him to stop interrupting in the monologue. I was like, you totally could have cut all of this. It's stuff like that that makes it more of a a kid's movie for this generation. And I see why they did that, but I feel it detracted from the nostalgia that our generation needed. Agreed. Okay. What did you think of the child actors who played the Sanderson sisters? Phenomenal. 
I want to see a spinoff. I feel if we had seen more of them, it would have definitely changed my views on the movie as a whole. I want to see the three of them play the younger Sanderson sisters for as long as they can. I just adored them. They're acting was spot on clearly they've studied she was wonderful i am so impressed casting you understood the assignment all right serious question what were your top few nods to the original that you loved okay i have a bunch okay so the so-called brooms if you recall (laughs) in the original movie At one point, the Sanderson sisters' brooms get taken from them, and they have to make do with some other household items. So I believe Winnie has just a regular, like, sweeping broom. I don't remember what Sarah has, but Mary has a vacuum, and it's hilarious. So in this one, they did another play on that, but for more modern times, and Mary with the two Roombas just (laughs) killed me. It was so perfect, and so her. Agreed. Agreed. And I was like, what a way to show how much time has passed in the best, most modern way possible with the most perfect comedic timing by Kathy Najimy. Yeah. And Sarah Jessica Parker on a Swiffer. It's it's too good. It's not any different than when I was younger and would pretend that I was one of the Sanderson sisters. Not at all. We just have different brooms. So wait, maybe Sarah did have a mop from the previous in the first one. Maybe she did. And this was just another one. That's too good. Genius. It's it's great. Are you team, I put a spell on you? Or are you team one way or another? Because the choreographed dance scene was one of my favorite nods to the original. And while I am for sure, I put a spell on you. I see how much time, effort, and energy they put to acknowledge the first one with one way or another. Well, having loved Hocus Pocus as long as I have, I have to go with I Put a Spell on You. Yes. I think personally, it is one of the greatest musical scenes in history. Yes. It's so iconic. One way or another was okay for me. Mm -hmm. Personally, I really liked when they showed up to The Witch is Back. That was fun. Oh, yes. And I also love Elton John, so I was already on board. Did you see the characters dressed up as the mom and dad from the original Hocus Pocus in the dance scene. So I definitely wrote that down as my second <laughs> thing because I was like, oh my God, she's dressed like Cone Bramadonna. Yes. Like, this is great. Yeah, I was I was actually trying to research some more things and apparently okay. there are more cameos in that scene. There's a couple of people dressed as Gary and Penny Marshall in their outfits that they were wearing as the devil and the lady with the curlers in her hair. So I'm going to have to rewatch and find that. So when we are looking into the past with the younger Sanderson sisters in the forest, when they're all kind of freaking out Mm -hmm. and little Mary says, I suggest we form a calming circle. I was like, oh, I understood that reference. All right. Favorite line. I have a feeling this might be yours too. This one just spoke to me. It said, a witch is nothing without her coven. I want it on a t-shirt, on a bag. Just put it on everything. I will buy it. That was a close second. Mine was a muck, a muck, a muck. But it was was Sarah Jessica Parker just almost just singing it. I don't want to say a melody, but she was like, oh, a muck, a muck, a muck, a muck. (laughs) And she was just clearly in her happiest form possible when she said it. And I was like, oh. A nod to the original and she didn't miss a beat. That's so good. And I think what I'm just most impressed with is these women went right back into character. They did not miss a beat. It's been almost 30 years 
And there wasn't a point where I felt they weren't in character. And I've pretty much mentally accepted Sarah Jessica Parker as Carrie Bradshaw for the majority of my life. So to see her back as Sarah Sanderson, I was like, oh, yep, that's right. She was there first. She was there first. Mm -hmm. Okay. I, I need to remember this. And granted, I've watched this movie a million times, but seeing her just go back into the character, watching the BTS interviews, I was just so impressed with all three of them. And yeah, it, they, it was like no time had passed. All right. Favorite scene. Uh, the opening with the young Sanderson sisters. Okay. I just thought it was so well done and just put me right back to being a kid, being so excited for it to be October 1st and we're watching Hocus Pocus. It set the scene the same way that the opening scene of the original did back in Old Salem. See, this is where we might agree to disagree, but I love the Walgreens scene. Oh no! <laughs> I, I know, I know. And and judge me all you want. It's okay. But this is where I felt they were in character the most when uh, Becca's character went and said, yeah, just go down the aisle that said use. That's where you'll find all the youth products. You'll be great down there. And them just testing the products. I just felt they were just in their natural habitat. And I did laugh when they did the selfie. It didn't dawn on me like, oh, yes, of course, they don't know what a selfie is. But highlighting, of course, we're going to use a filter, you know, and oh, I look great. What is this? I didn't understand how they thought the selfie was accurate, but the mirror aka awkward looking glass in the corner of a Walgreens was clearly something bewitched and and whatnot. But I loved the Walgreens scene. And the only thing that didn't make sense to me was there was clearly a reference of what salt does in the first Hocus Pocus as Mm -hmm. a it reflects kind of a barrier. Yeah, a barrier. That's the only hole I saw because she was like, what is that? Oh, you're using salt? And they just didn't fully grasp the power of, of what salt can do. And I was like, maybe it's like Epsom salt. I don't know what kind of special bath salt it was, but it didn't have the power that it had in the first movie that it did in this movie. Right. And Winifred knew about salt in the first movie when Allison was mm-hmm. pouring it around herself. I don't know. And then how it segued into them taking off on their makeshift brooms, aka Roombas and Swiffers and, and whatnot. I was just, I laughed. I thought this was executed very well. And I'm sorry, probably unpopular opinion. That's, I know, not a crowd fave, I'm sure. But I, I was laughing and I was like, I miss these women so much. I'm so glad the pandemic claimed them. (laughs) (laughs) That was like my only thought. I was like, we are so lucky that they are still alive. Okay. I know we mentioned the Roombas, but I was really impressed with how they integrated Alexa into it. Oh yeah. When they brought Alexa, she's like, Winnie, there's a woman trapped in a box. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, what a beautiful way to show again, how much time has passed Mm -hmm. and make comedy out of it. And then when the Roombas came back and cleaned the salt to let them out, I was just like, this is comedic it's genius. Comedy gold. What caught you in the feels? So towards the end of the movie, mm-hmm. when they realize what the cost of Winnie's spell is going to do and Mary and Sarah disappear and Winnie realizes she's about to lose her sisters. Right. Oh, cries. I see. I see the emotion. I get it. But what really caught me in my feels was seeing Book in his feels. Oh. Book had so much emotion. Book was his own character that I totally forgot about in the first movie. And they just really ran with it with Book in the sequel. And I was not expecting it. The amount of times Book closed the book because he did not want to lose them. He knew the cost and he was dropping all these hints and couldn't verbalize it. And then he didn't want Becca or anybody else to endure 
the problems that come with this spell. So he's trying to get away from Becca in the house. He was like, nope, this is a this is a bad idea. I just imagine all the dialogue book is trying to tell us. Mm-hmm. And I was just very much in my feels when I saw him tear up and I was like, don't you start none of this. No, sir. Uh-uh. I am not ready. And when he went over to Becca over Winnie, and I was like, oh, I grabbed my pearls. I grabbed my pearls. <laughs> I was like, oh, this is a game changer. Ooh. And I was not expecting Winnie to go so soft at the end when she was like, oh, a coven's very special. And the way that she just described her sisters when she's known for belittling them so hard and just seeing her be like, but I'm nothing without my sisters. She said, well, we'll undo the spell. We'll bring them back. It's fine. I'll do whatever it takes. And even though it meant her being reunited with their sisters in the afterlife, she was like, sounds great. I'm in. I don't have to be away from them anymore. Sounds great. But I was not expecting her to be so soft. She kind of caught me in my feels being reunited with her sisters, just dissolving into like pretty dust. And I was like, that's a beautiful way to go. It was very pretty. I appreciate that the color of their pixie dust, if you will, match their outfits. I appreciate that. And now it is time for the Fangirl Spotlight of the Week. Fangirl's podcast is now on Etsy. Our shop has a variety of original custom-made fandom-inspired artwork in digital download form with prints inspired by Outlander, Bridgerton, Harry Potter, Marvel, and more. You're sure to find a design that celebrates your favorite fandom. Link to our store and all the info will be in the show notes. Fangirls Podcast is brought to you by Believe Podcast Network, and we want to take a moment and thank you for tuning into our podcast. Please leave us a five-star review wherever you listen to podcasts so that we can dish and spill the tea with more fangirls and fanguys like you. Thank you so much for joining us today. Please be sure to subscribe to our podcast to hear all of our latest episodes. We love hearing from you. So connect with us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. Check out our website to see all that the fangirls are up to. We post a monthly shopping guide called the fangirls favorite things inspired by your favorite fandoms. All the information will be in the show notes. See you next time. See you next time. We here at the fangirls podcast are not affiliated with Disney plus the Sanderson sisters, or the town of Salem, Massachusetts. Stay spooky, fangirls. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.